Welcome to the Church Podcast, talking all things ministry to help you do church better. I'm your co-host, John Ronaldo, and I'm joined here always, always, always with Chris Wesley, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Chris, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Uh, have we never done an episode uh, solo or with a guest host? I guess not. I, I, I guess it's always been us, right? Like, uh, I Yeah, I think it's always been the two of us together, and sometimes we've had guests, but I can't think... We've talked about it, like we've mm-hmm. encouraged it if, if we have a guest that we want to do and we both can't be there, but it's never happened that way. I think we've been together for, we've been together for a long time, Chris, long Well, time. we're coming up on three years worth of podcasts. So is it really? Years. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't even think about like that. A, this is like episode 147 or something like that. So Yeah, this is 147, yeah. Yeah, so once we get to, uh, you know, 156, uh, you know, that's three years so yeah give or take right yeah, yeah. wow but i i know you don't like to celebrate the annual uh, anniversaries uh you know like that you like to uh celebrate our um you know hundredth or our centennials yeah centennials and everything <laughs> like that but i'm more of a sentimental guy you know and everything i i like the small small things john the, but the small things and i like okay. the big things i guess okay yeah I, sure. I guess it's go big or go home ronaldo so yeah um, <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah no um it, it uh, i've always enjoyed uh, having these conversations and i know that there's a lot of topics we haven't covered yet a lot of topics we've covered multiple times um and uh we're just thankful for our, our listenership and just uh, the suggestions you guys throw at us uh, so anytime there's a topic you want to hear, just shoot us an email at questions at the churchpodcast.org or leave a comment on the website. Love the, some of the comments we've been getting, uh, you know, over the last couple of months. Uh, so, uh, you know, definitely check it out. Um, actually, you know, it's funny when um, with today's subject, when John initially proposed it, I was kind of like, oh, I, you know, all right, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. I, I, you know, I had other things in my mind, but the more I started to think about it and the more John started to break it open, um, it, it got really interesting. And, and that's the topic of parish councils, you know, because, uh, and it's a really important subject these days because I've been, th- I, I've been, I've been praying for my pastor. I, I always pray for my pastor, but I've been really praying for him recently because I was typing up an email to him, John, to ask him about um, just uh, some verbiage that I'm putting in an announcement about something that we're doing in youth ministry. I don't want to make it public yet because it's like, you know, like, Uh, it's not public. And as I'm writing the email, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to change my expectations that he's not going to respond to this right now. Because I'm sure he's getting inundated with emails and questions being like, hey, what color, you know, like, what type of wipes should we be using on the pews? And like, what should we be doing here? And blah, 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 blah. And and we all know, and we've talked about the purpose of a staff, um, helping expand the capacity of a pastor. But there's also, you know, parish council. And, uh, and so we're going to kind of break open, uh, not just today, but over the next couple of episodes, right? Uh, just the role of the parish council and, uh, and why, why the local church has one. So, John, I'm going to pass this off to you. Parish council. What is a parish council? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is an important subject, uh, you know. And and again, you know, what we're going to talk about today is really the purpose of the parish council, the pastoral council. Uh, we'll talk about language here in just a second. Uh, next week, we're going to really break open the idea of what's the structure. How do you structure a parish council for success? Uh, and then the following episode, we're going to really revisit how do we get the right people 
uh, in our parish councils. And quite honestly, we're going to use the language of parish council a lot, you know, Chris, but a lot of this is transferable to, pa uh, to finance councils as well. You know, so we're going to kind of use the lens of the parish council, the pastoral council, but really when we're talking finance council as well, but we probably won't use that term as often. Um, but the reality is with, when it comes to parish councils, Chris, one of the reasons Parish Success Group is so passionate about this is what I have discovered over my years in ministry is that many pastors really have no idea how to utilize a parish or pastoral council really well. Uh, and so what happens is we kind of, you know, we, we have start stops, right? We start, we're like, okay, let's get started. Let's do it. And then, and then we kind of start working with it, but we don't really know the purpose. We don't really know how to manage it. So we let it drop off. And then all of a sudden we don't have a pastoral council again, but then we're like, oh, okay, maybe we need to do it. Like, I don't know about you, Chris, but that's the conversation I've had with a lot of folks in my ministry time is like, they just don't know what to do with it. And quite honestly, they don't get enough guidance from, from whoever, whether it's the diocese or someone else about how to do, to, to do this. So, so that's going to be our goal today is really talk about what is the purpose? Why do we have a parish council? Why does it exist? Now, Chris, let me ask you a quick question before we kind of delve into the why here. Do you call it a parish council or a pastoral council where you're at? Um, we call it a parish council, um, okay. uh, where, where we are. Um, and, uh, when I was at nativity, it was a, a, the parish council as well. Okay. Yeah. I find that it's used interchangeably. And so don't get caught up on that, you know, where it's parish council, or pastoral council, the concept is the same. Now here's the interesting thing where canon law requires that every parish have a finance council to help manage the finances. Canon law, at least right now, does not require a, pas a parish council, which is, in my mind, kind of boggling because I'm like, a parishes need a parish council, and, and, and there's lots of good reasons for that. Uh, however, there are a lot of dioceses here across the U.S. that are beginning to mandate the use of a parish council, that you're required to have a parish council. Now, Chris, Hold on, you... John, though, I, I, I want to pause you right there, though, like, just real quick. So you mentioned with canon law, right, with the financial finance ca uh, council, but not necessarily a parish council. Um, uh, not I'm not asking you to break open canon law and everything like that. But uh, for, for some people, explain exactly why that weight of like canon law mandating a finance council, but canon law not mandating other things like what what how does canon law help the local church mm -hmm. you know because i don't think i think we all understand that canon law has some weight but like if you could maybe extrapolate a little bit on that i would say it's quite simple it's really about reducing liability the fiduciary responsibility that is required the financial responsibility basically right that's required is that we need checks and balances with any system and where the pastoral council doesn't necessarily have something tangible for checks and balances, like the finance council, they've got, they've got the money, right? And we have seen through the history of church of money not being used well, uh, being taken you know, in different ways or just being spent uh, irresponsibly. And so canon law requires a finance council to provide the, the true checks and balances that are needed to manage finances. So it's not just one eyes, one pair of eyes looking at finances, because when you just have one or two pairs of eyes looking at finances, that's when things fall through the crack. That's an irresponsibility happen. And quite honestly, that's what a, an opportunity, a temptation for sin as well, uh, in terms of you know the power that you have running a, 
a million dollar organization, depending on what size your parish is, right? So, so I think a lot of it has to do with really trying to reduce that liability uh, and having those checks and balances. I'm sure someone else could kind of delve into it a little bit more than me, but that's what it comes down to for me. No, and, and I appreciate that. And, and part of the reason why I wanted to ask that question is because, uh, and this is kind of the point that you're going into, is if you go from parish to parish and look at finance, uh, finance, I can't even say it today, financial councils, they're pretty similar in model because they're following canon law. And part of the reason why we're in the mess with how does a parish council function in your church versus my church, or is it pastoral or parish council, is because there hasn't been that guidance there, um, at least in, in the tangible way from like something like canon law. So, uh, so just kind of wanted to explain that that's part of the messiness. And that's why I think before you just say, we need a parish council, you need to understand why a parish council is important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so, so why? That, that's the question. Chris, when, when I ask that question, why should we have a parish council, what, what immediately comes to mind in your head in terms of the why? Because my parish staff is ineffective. No, I, I, like, <laughs> no, I mean, like, well, I'm, I'm half joking, half serious, because I do think um, working with some uh, parishes before, not like as the youth minister, but as a consultant with Marathon Youth Ministry, that there were parish uh, pastors who didn't trust their staff. So they reallocated a lot of the decision making to their parish council. So that's, that's one. And I know that's a, a negative. Uh, a positive is for like a wise council group, right? Like I'm a pastor and I want to think about you know, these decisions and I, I need a group that's objective outside the staff that um, isn't necessarily uh, directly impacted by my decisions right away. So I need that outside source. Or um, I have a staff, I love my staff, but they're small. And, and so I need an extension of that staff. So on our parish council are committee members from different um, departments or areas of parish ministry. And they are representatives of not just staff, uh, staffed positions, but positions that don't have staffs. So um, I've seen a variety of different ways. Um, and I think I've seen them work well in some ways. And then uh, there's definitely holes in other ways. Um, and I, I think that's part of the, the tricky part of it is, is how uh, the pastor and parish leadership approaches that pastoral council or parish council. Yeah, I think that's very good. I'm, I appreciate you sharing that. The reality is the need for a parish council is very similar to the need for a finance council because it provides two things. The checks and balances that are required for leadership, not necessarily the finances, right? Uh, the leadership, but then, but then also the, the consultative opportunity, right? One of the things that we, we do to pastors, and this is really unfair, is like we put them in leadership and we're like, go, lead. And Pastors, in some cases, are like shrugging their shoulders going, okay, what do I do now? The, the parish council, one of the purposes, one of the whys of a parish council is to provide the support and guidance that, that a pastor really needs to know that they're not on their own. And it's a, different, it's a different sense that it's not, yes, they've got their staff if they have a staff, right? But some, some parishes don't have staff. Smaller parishes, rural parishes maybe don't. It's just the pastor or the administrator and that's it even more of a need for pastoral council, right? You know, but, but I think the main purpose is really is about 
the consultativeness, the advising that we all need. Every leader needs to surround themselves with good advisors. And for a pastor, for a parish administrator, the, par the parish council is it. And that's one of the huge purposes uh, of being able to provide that. Now, no, the, the, the parish council doesn't make decisions in the way that the the pastor has to take them, right? It's, it's purely advisory, right? It's not like a nonprofit board of directors, right? Where the nonprofit board of directors actually supervises the CEO or the executive director, which would be the pastor, right? That's not the case because of course, you know, you know, the pastor is supervised by the bishop, right? So you're not dealing with that. You're not dealing with with executive pay and things like that, that often happens with uh, a, a board of directors for a nonprofit, but the rest of the functioning is still necessary, is still there. And, and we need to have different points of view, different perspectives to kind of give us advice so that me as a pastor, I'm not out there on my own, just trying to make the decisions without any kind of help and guidance. And I think first and foremost, that's one of the main purposes is like to have a group of people that the pastor can go to and say, okay, folks, this is where we're at. I need help. I need, I need guidance. Give me your thoughts and your expertise. Uh, and I think that's a huge, huge need for, for many of our pastors. All right. Can I ask a clarifying question? So yes, how's the role of parish council? and even finance council and then the corporators like work into that. So like uh, not so much finance council because you already talked about that, but distinguishing like the level of accountability between the corporators and the um, parish council. So there's some language that we really need to get into and probably Chris, you should write this down. We need to do a podcast app uh, episode on lay corporators or trustees. Mm -hmm. Not every diocese across the country has that structure. Now you're in a diocese in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that has that, where every parish is required to have lay corporators. I'm going to say, Chris, let's come back to that because that is oh, really, I know that is truly an episode in of itself. And it is a worthy question, but it will derail our entire conversation today if we go into that. I'm but, just trying to throw you curveball and, and John is uh, <laughs> hitting it all throughout the park. He is just, uh, he's hey, doing as, great. As long as I'm getting on base, it's all good. All right. All right. All right. So but you're no, right, no, write that down because again, not every, <clears throat> not every uh, diocese has that structure. And it's really, that's really about how every parish is incorporated, whether it's incorporated getting... individuals or, or as part of the diocese, that's a whole other mess that we're not going to get into today. Can you tell I'm getting ready for grad school? I mean, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good question. We'll hold on to that. So for those of you who have trustees or lay corporators, they call them differently in different dioceses. Uh, we'll come back to that. And we'll revisit that topic uh, sometime soon. Uh, so, but again, it's the idea, it's a consultative body. Now, now what does a parish council do in light of that, that consultation? This is something that we really need to break down here a little bit. First of all, I think really the parish council does have a role of holding the pastor and the pastoral staff accountable to goals or strategic plans that have been set forth, right? Again, not, not in a supervisory role, but, but that accountability is so important, right? Because you know, are we getting done as a parish what we said we're going to get done? The parish council is responsible for that accountability as well. Not in a, again, not in a supervisory way, not in a way that, you know, we're going to punish you for, for not, you know, achieving these goals. 
But it's so easy, Chris, you know this, I know this, it's so easy for us in ministry to get distracted by whatever new shiny thing is coming down the, the pathway to the point that it, it, it gets us distracted from what our focus is. And the pastoral council really is also about accountability. So if it's about advisor, advise, advising and advisory, it's also about accountability and, and holding the pastor accountable to what he says he's going to be doing over the course of say the next year, next two years or whatnot. So, I think, if, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so with this accountability though, right. Um, and I know it's not like uh, saying, if you don't do this, this will happen. But um, you know, when it comes to accountability, like uh, is it just the, the council just asking the pastor what's happening? Are they, um, you know, invited to create systems to help the pastor uh, follow through on those goals? Like uh, talk a little bit more about those checks and balances. Yeah, that's, that's kind of really the third step is, is that creation of systems, you know, that's really going to help them achieve those goals. And so, one of the things that parish council should be doing is really looking at discerning the needs of the parish and helping in essence, come up with, with goals and, and maybe even a strategic plan that may be in line with diocesan pastoral plans, right? Which many, which dioceses have, you know, but also kind of helping come up with, with uh, parish's own needs. And so how does a parish council help develop a strategic planning process? One parish I was working with was really uh, bent on, we got to create some strategic plan because they really felt the parish was just wandering. And they were right. The parish was just wandering and just kind of doing its thing. And there was no, there was no direction to it. There was no effectiveness to it. And when this pastoral council in particular wanted to help develop a plan in consultation with the pastor and the staff that was two, three years of, of planning, knowing full well that always need to be flexible, right? Things change quickly, but also be metric oriented. That's part of the accountability piece, but also the planning piece. How do we help parishes be metric oriented? Not just doing the stuff that we've always done, but how do we prove that the stuff that we're doing is actually having an impact for the mission of the church, right? And what are the metrics? Now, Chris, we've talked about metrics before. I don't want to get into it too much here. A lot of people will say, look, we're, we're about faith and, and it's hard to measure faith. It's hard to measure what's happening in people's hearts. Well, yeah, to a point. But when there's transformation in people's heart, that's translated into behavior, right? What are the behaviors that we need to be measuring that show that we are having that transformation, right? I'll rattle off a few. You know, the biggest one that people know is mass attendance, right? That, that's a big metric, right? But also offertory, right? That's a big one that people often focus, right? When people are transformed, they're more likely to give. What else? Increased enrollment in RCIA. That's one of the metrics that we have found to be really a, a bellwether metric to show if a parish is, is really being transformed and changing. Why? Because unlike confirmation or first communion, there's an element of like, unfortunately, there's an element of like, I have to do this. Or, you know, the kids, kids really don't have a choice, right? To go through first communion confirmation in most cases, right? RCIA is adults, adults who are coming into communion with the Catholic church who are choosing it. They're not following any kind of 
history or cultural reality of the church they're going into it and so what we find is that if your rcia numbers start to go up that's where you know that you're really starting to have a trans transforming parish and i think that's the role of the parish council to help pastors and staff discover those metrics create systems to help hold those metrics and goals accountable and 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 measuring that as we go year after year after year and and we'll talk about kind of who later who should be on it but one of the things that we should look at is who are people in our parish that have experience doing strategic planning or or measuring success in their their maybe their for-profit field or their nonprofit field like those are the types of people that we need to come into the parish council to to hold us accountable, to help advise us to create those structures. Because a lot of parishes aren't gonna be able to do it on their own. And that's okay, that's not, that's not a negative thing, that's just reality. A lot of us get into parish ministry, Chris, because we're passionate about young people or children or faith, right? Which is good, which we need that. But oftentimes we come in and we don't necessarily have maybe the organizational thinking bent or the leadership bent or the management bent, you know, or the strategic bent to kind of help us move these things forward. And that's where the parish council can really play a huge role in helping us. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, man, my, my mind's just racing because as you're talking, I'm like, huh, is, is my parish council doing these things? Like, you know, it, like, uh, how, like, there's just a lot of those questions of how it's functioning and, and how it's um, and how it's growing. So I guess the big question that is coming to my mind is, all right, so we're talking about how parish council sets up the pastor for success, right? How can the pastor set up his parish council for success? And I think that's the challenge, Chris, you named it on the head because uh, it is up to a pastor to really create an effective pastoral council, a parish council. We're going to talk about structure in our next episode to kind of get a little bit more guidance, but I want to stick with, with the why a little bit further here, um, you know, because I want to get into the weeds as we move on, but I want to kind of stick high level here and to understand it, because I think there's a lot of folks who'd be like, I just think the pastoral council is a waste of time. I don't want to do that because they don't know how to, to make it effective, right? And to make it happen. One of the other things with the parish council is, is really the parish council needs to be reviewing uh, the mission statement, right? It's very much part of the strategic planning and goals. What is the mission statement? Look, you know, a lot of people go crazy about mission statements and I have my own thoughts about mission statement. It needs to be one sentence, right? And let's keep it simple, right? 10, 11, 12 words, right? And keep it at that. But the reality is so many people talk a big talk about mission statement that we don't do anything with it, really. We kind of do it and then it's on their bulletin and we never read it again. You know, do I wish the mission statement drove more of what we do? Yeah, um, but you know, this is going to sound bad. You know, uh, I think having mission statements and vision statements are, and values even, core values are all good, but it's almost become trendy to the point like, oh, we have to have all these in place just because that's what's going to make us a 21st century organization. That's going to make us cool. Okay, fair enough. You, you, you know, the parish council has a role in helping develop mission statements, vision statements, core values for your, your parish. Absolutely. But when it comes down to it, it's, the parish council helps you implement the mission statement. 
right? Recommending policies, procedures, recommending programs, recommending strategic ideas that are directions that we need to go and maybe even helping do some research around that. Say you want to launch a small group ministry, right? Well, maybe your adult faith formation person or your DRE wants to do some research on that, but they're also are inundated with a lot of things. So maybe parish council can help do some research and figure out kind of what's happening out there uh, that's going to provide some guidance and, and provide some expertise around that particular area. But again, the developing of not only a mission statement is part of it, but the planning and what are the policies, procedures, and programs that we need to implement to kind of help create a sustainable parish and sustainable growth in the parish. So, so I, I think at a high level, those are kind of the, the main why you have a parish council. Chris, when I, when I share all those things, is there anything that's missing? Is there any question that, that you have that kind of go like, oh, what about this or what about that? Yeah, you know, the one thing that does stick out is, all right, so if I'm a pastor, it makes sense, right? I get excited at the sense that a parish council is going to help me to do this, 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 and this. But if we take a step back and think about, you know, staff, right? Like, um, I know there are some people who are intimidated by a parish council, um, some people who feel um, threatened or competitive with parish council, right? Because uh, they're like, I came up with this plan and then all of a sudden parish council, like our pastor says parish council developed this contradictory plan. Right. And, and so the, in regards to, um, and maybe this will come up more in, in, in the next episode, but a little bit more of the why parish council is important, not just for the pastor, but also for like staff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, the same thing, the parish council should be an assist to the staff. Now, what you're describing where the, a staff member is coming up with plans and then is derailed by a parish council plan, that's all about communication or really the lack thereof, right? You know, where uh, the, the parish staff needs to be brought into the parish council process from time to time. Not, they don't, I don't believe the parish staff needs to attend every meeting. It depends on your role, right? Maybe a business manager or pastoral associate or parish administrator should be part of the parish council on a regular basis as well as the pastor. Uh, but but I, I'd like a youth ministry director or a director of children's ministry, not necessarily. But there needs to be ongoing and regular communication you know, between the par parish council through the pastor with the staff, right? Uh, and that's what's often missing, right? And so how do we work together, right? So a strategic planning process, for instance, that a parish council would lead cannot be just the parish council doing it on its own. That's a huge mistake. It's got to be in collaboration with the entirety of the staff because you can't create plans and then here's the plans, go do it and give it to a staff that, that you're asking for trouble right there, like you described earlier, right? It's just like, whoa, okay. And then you have that conflict. That's not what it's about at all. One of the main challenges, so let's talk about what not what the parish council is not. One of the main okay. challenges is that the parish council gets too much into the weeds, right? Mm. Now, there's a difference between a parish council member being involved in a ministry and getting into the weeds that way. That's fine. What happens is that we take the parish council meeting and we, we instead of talking about high level vision and planning and policies, procedures and programs, we start talking about, you know, the, the details, right? We start talking about like, oh, we need to have a recycling program. How do we make a recycling program happen here at the parish? Okay, now you're kind of getting too deep. That's not the purpose of, of the conversation. And 
one of the challenges that that pastors have to do is take stuff like that when you start to see them going into the weeds is to take those topics and put it into what we call a parking lot right you know mm -hmm. you know for us in in a, in a conference room it's just a whiteboard you have a parking lot it's like great idea we can't talk about that now let's put that in the parking lot so we don't lose that idea but that's going to distract us from our main purpose right now and, and and it happens all the time and i get why because the people that are on our parish council in many cases are very passionate about their church and their faith and that's a really good thing right and so they want to say like let's make this happen okay how do we make it happen okay let's get down to the weeds okay good there becomes a point where the conversation moves from the parish council is like, oh, we're going down into the weeds in this particular topic of what children's formation should look like. It's now time for that passionate pastoral council member to now take that conversation to meet with the children's ministry leader, the director of faith formation or whatnot, and then start to work that out, right? Um, but that happens so often and the agendas just get derailed and we lose the larger focus of our pastoral council meeting by getting down into the weeds. Uh, and that is the most frustrating thing, you know, uh, and, and one that I've had to combat numerous times. Okay, well, stop, stop, good, good, but we gotta, we, let, let's put that in the parking lot, let's come back to that because we're getting too much into the weeds. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because with a lot of my clients, that's happened to them, right? Where they, one of their, um, they, they have these aversions almost to parish council or Oh, and it, it can develop into distrust of leadership, right? And, and uh, when a parish council can get too deep into the weeds and they start um, creating those different um, you know, programs or initiatives and it just, and right, and, uh, and that's not what you want. Like as a staff member, one of the things that I love is that I trust the parish council is there to best advise and guide my pastor so that he is not carrying the burden of the vision on his own or even as a staff, we're not carrying the burden of the vision. And this is an opportunity where there's like that co-responsibility, right? Between uh, the, the the clergy and the the faithful uh, members of the parish. And so, um, so no, it's, it's really, I think important to clarify that so that, because it, it seems like not only is there a divide sometimes between the pastor and parish council, right? But sometimes the parish council and the rest of the staff, and and that's not what you want. You don't want to be a pastor now, all of a sudden trying to bridge staff and parish council because there's these competing systems in place. Right. But um, lots of good stuff, and I think a lot of good questions that are going to pop up in our uh, in our next uh, um, couple of episodes. Um, John, any uh, other points that you want to make in regards to why? A parish council matters and is important in the life of the parish? Well, last one, and, and you you already mentioned it, but I'm going to reiterate that. Uh, it is the parish council's job to ask some tough questions, right? You know, and, and, and not because they want to be, you know, in conflict, but because they care about the mission of the parish, right? So if you care about the mission, asking a question like, why are we doing that again? Is, is not about being attacked, but it's a, it's a parish council doing its job. Right. And so there, there should be some tension in the sense of, you know, <clears throat> they're trying to hold us accountable. They're trying to help us be focused on our goals and our mission. And that's OK. Uh, you know, but again, I'm not looking for wholesale conflict. That's where the communication factor comes into play. So uh, I think that's an important step. And, and Chris, I'm particularly excited about this. This is also kind of a teaser because, again, we're going to be talking about structure of a parish council here in the, the next episode. 
But one of the things that we are doing at Paris Success Group is in the fall, we're going to be launching a master class that's going to be about 10 to 12 hours long online uh, that's going to really delve into how we create parish councils and how we structure them really well. Uh, we limited it to 30 participants so that we really get down to the weeds uh, and really help and coach each parish and each pastor to do that. And so uh, stay tuned for that. That'll be coming mid to late fall, sometime in late October, probably. Uh, we'll have more details as the weeks go on. Uh, again, we, you know, if you're interested in this particular topic and you really want some help on this, come join us for that masterclass. Uh, I'll be the coach for that masterclass and we're going to delve in really, really deep, something that we just can't do quite on this podcast. Uh, and, but we're going to be really be able to, to uh, hone it for your particular circumstances and your particular situation. So stay tuned for that. Visit parishsuccessgroup.com and all the details will be up there as soon as we get it. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to see uh, the results of that. And healthier parish councils mean healthier uh, pastors, parishes, leadership, and and everything. And so uh, definitely check that out, parishsuccessgroup.com. And we'll have more details even here at the churchpodcast.org as we get closer. Um, Yeah, John, any last uh, comments, thoughts, quips that you want to throw in there? Uh, I'm just excited about, you know, the next episode that we're going to do because we're going to start getting into a little bit more weeds and details of how we structure this. So really stay tuned for that. It's going to be good. Awesome. So if you want to geek out like John, uh, join us for the next episode. And uh, if you just want to catch up on other episodes, go to thechurchpodcast.org. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify or anywhere else this podcast might be heard. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode or past episodes, we would love for you to leave a five-star review. Share this with your friends, your neighbors, your family members, even your pets. Uh, We don't care. We just love when people share this podcast with others. Um, If you want to get in touch with John, uh, John, how can people find you? Parishsuccessgroup.com. Best place to get all my information. And then if you want to follow me on social media, on Twitter at John Ronaldo. And you can find me at all things Marathon Youth Ministry and MarathonYouthMinistry.com. And again, any questions you have, shoot us an email at questions at thechurchpodcast.org. John, thank you very much. Uh, Let's close with a little prayer. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, uh, I want to thank you so much for um, surrounding us with wise counsel, uh, surrounding us with people who are going to guide us and lead us, Lord. And and that's because the burden of the vision that you give on our hearts and our minds can be be a lot. And so, Lord, I want to pray for all of our leaders um, out there that uh, you let them know that they don't have to make these decisions, that they don't have to look at the big picture, that they don't have to uh, lead their flock, lead their communities, Lord, on their own, that they can uh, rely on their parish councils, that they can rely on the men and women that you surround them with. God, thank you so much for your guidance. Thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Father, Son.